0: But this is the thing. Does IU having the AAU program that they have in Indiana, does it take away from Archie's recruiting? You know, it, instead of... Instead of uh... I'm just saying, let, let's look at... I mean, we could look at IU players. From the past 15 years.
1: There hasn't been many. Been
0: well, it sounds like the dog ate them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then the dog ate them. No, not
1: like brownies of peroxide.
0: Alright, welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight we have M Squared, RP3, and feebag. Uh it's been a while since we've done the show but we're gonna jump right in like we haven't missed a beat. Our uh three point rundown. We're gonna talk about uh Colt future. We're gonna talk about IU's future and a little bit of the past. And then we're gonna talk about some local uh some local basketball going on. Uh so we'll go ahead we'll we'll start with uh the Colts. Uh any of you guys have anything that
2: stands
1: out right away that you want to dive
2: right in and talk about? I guess who they drafted. Hey. Oh, we can do that. I mean, uh, I did just read the article the other day. Uh, Andrew Luck is going to make it to the beginning of April. Uh, OTAs. Mini workups and stuff like that. OTAs, yeah.
0: He's I, actually I going to be at them. Is he going to... H- has he started throwing
2: yet? Because last not article, a the article said he
0: hasn't. he's has, yeah, throw. not throwing.
2: He's picking up. He's picking up weighted balls that look like footballs to like just get into that that motion. But he's not throwing the ball. He's like getting it, putting the cocking it back and doing that fun stuff just to get that shoulder moving and doing we'll all that. Seven or eight I, pounds too. Mhm.
3: I, I like I like
0: the move where. Wants to be, you know, 100 percent sure that his shoulder is able to
2: handle. I'm just glad to are taking slow and not rushing him back.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, there's a
2: lot of and, and there's a lot of other people that I'm that are like, oh, they're so because of what happened to Pace, they're so worried that Ursay is doing the normal Ursay thing and and just trying to. Make like keep everything under wraps and not ever letting out the real truth, and letting everybody think that Peyton's going to be good. And they say no, he's not good, and get rid of him. Of that with, low, uh, with luck. I think
0: he's a he's a smart cat. I don't think he he's going to come back before he knows his body's ready. Uh, you know, I mean, he he went to uh, you know his rehab. He, he knows what he's needing to do to get himself back to 100%. And I think he's smart to not rush it. I mean, you know, last year. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Well,
0: I, I just know, like, I think one of the last few shows that we did, we talked about how, you know, luck may be back week six, luck may be back week five, whatever it was. And we didn't see him at all this year, and you know it, it, I don't think we were the worst we were ever been have ever been at at the quarterback position with uh with our replacements that we picked up, but uh, I think it was a good move not to rush him back and he he was smart to just kind of remove himself from the environment, just get himself healthy.
2: They tried to so see right. how it's Kobe Brissett
1: Yeah, Brissett. And that it's not for lack like of trying to try to get him back. They tried and he had a back, and they shut him down completely. And that was yeah, the first mean, move they made was
0: to shut he, down. He drug it down. They drug it along for as long as they possibly could. And then it it got to the point where I think Ballard was just like, Listen, we're not where we should be uh in the season and you're not 100%, so we're, we're just going to go ahead and put it out there that you're you're not coming back. And I think that was part balance, part luck, you know, it, it all It clearly felt luck not to be out there.
1: And they uh, tell him uh, to fly to Germany.
0: Right move, yeah, to go get his, you know, his, his rehab done, whatever it took, but... I, I, I
2: think it was a... This is, who's listening to t v what's that who's listening to t v one live p d there we go <laughs> i just saw i just heard the news news chopper four came in somewhere yeah that um, was the live p d picking up I was gonna say uh,
0: uh, i'm out i'm out in the garage.
2: I'm on my or porch now, but right you on. might hear a rooster crow every now and then. <laughs> but uh but no, I think it was good as good I I really think Ballard handled that situation very well. I mean there was no reason for luck to come back. Uh we didn't have a team to put around him and uh and and chance of him getting hurt again.
1: Well,
2: Ballard's yeah,
1: smart enough to realize that.
2: Well,
1: it ain't speaking about to the non-playoff speaking, team did not play.
0: Speaking of uh, Ballard, knowing what he's doing, um, what do you guys think—good or bad—that Colts are not going to re-sign uh, Frank Gore? I think um,
2: it's, we need to get younger. I think it's I a, mean,
0: Elaborate yeah, a little. You Elaborate a little bit on that. in uh, squared. I, I agree that we need to get younger, but what do you feel? We was... could
1: use his. Ex- we could use his experience, but he's going to be taking. Say we draft Barkley, then you know if he's the one that we end up drafting. Who I mean, he's going to be taking reps away from Barkley and away from Mac and the. Uh, we, they re-signed that Jones dude to the practice squad that used to play for the Redskins. And then uh, there's, the, other, there's a, the Ferguson kid. So it's not like we don't have depth there at the moment if we do get Barkley, Or that they talked about that Sonny Mitchell or Michael from Georgia in the second round. Of,
0: Sonny Michelle. Mitchell. Yeah. So, so let's yeah. say
1: we do go with
0: a... Running back pretty high up in the draft. Do you do you guys feel like we've got an O line that can support a good running back?
2: I think we can buy a player or two if we have to. We have plenty of cap space. Um, yeah, we have plenty of cap space, and oh, and, I mean, yeah, and Bark and, and Saquon Barkley, man, he his combine is fucking ridiculous. He I mean he repped more than uh most offensive linemen at the two twenty five bench. And then um he jumped what was it two and a half inches higher than Julio Jones could jump. He ran the uh forty and just under like it was like what, 4.42? four point four two? I mean the dude's a freak, man.
1: Yeah. And uh um, ran he ran faster than Devin Hester.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, there's something else, but I mean, and not, I I don't know if we're going to go with Saquon, even though I think, I mean, with someone like that, uh, you can almost guarantee, even with a shitty line, he's going to get some yards. But, uh, there's another cat that fucking ran yesterday, that, uh, was, um, what's his name's backup? All before, um, the guy down in Jacksonville, what's his name again? LeGarrette, not LeGarrette, but, um, Fornette, no, no. Fornette? Uh, Fournette, Leonard Fornette. Juicy is his name, or Goosey, or something like that. G-U-I-C-U-R. Oh, right.
3: L-S-U?
2: Yeah. 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 He had a really good showing at the Combine, and, uh, him and Sony Michelle, and, um, and Nick Cho, all looked, and they all looked good, and they're all projected till late 1st, early 2nd. Um, so I mean you can get the Bradley show the defensive end and then get one of those three. And can do well off. I mean, if you got Saquon though, I mean you're getting a Todd Gurley type back. You're getting a Todd Gurley, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, um type back. Right. I mean he's done more in the in play than any of those did. And he's going to do um and he's done better at the combine than any of those guys. Well, let's I don't talk know.
0: about I, let's, let's talk about some of the backs that have been just phenomenal in college, phenomenal at the combine, drafted high, and have kind of hit
2: the bed for lack of a better term. I mean, there's plenty, but yeah, there's
1: plenty. So the but last, there's
2: also plenty that have done good
1: too. The last several running backs taken early have been Elliott. Cornette. those two have pretty Gurley. good track. Gur- Gurley uh,
0: was taken. Yeah, I remember Gurley. He, he
1: the other one was taken at the same time too. Gordon Melvin Gordon was taken high too, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe
0: yeah. so. Like at least top 15.
1: I think they were back like pretty yeah. close to each other.
0: But but I'm thinking like a little bit further back. Like we've been burnt on.
2: You start yeah. People. You start thinking about their '90s. I mean. Turned Even earlier, one of those uh, Edger and James was a uh, number two pick, and he did pretty well. Damn- pretty well. Uh, Donald uh, Brown was a high. pick. pick. And,
0: and I know we we've kind of talked off air about some of those guys. And in my but then you opinion, also have
2: to mix in those Kajana Carter's and stuff like that that didn't do anything. So, in
0: my opinion, you you're going to be taking a, a running back that is really talented. He's, you know, a freak athlete. And he's gonna be coming into a program that he knows is going to be pass heavy. And
2: do do we know that though
0: in my opinion in my opinion we have to look at okay what else can this running back offer other than nothing.
1: Did you see Barkley catching the ball the other night?
0: No, I, I'm not even talking about good. skill set. I'm talking about blocking and just being a physical presence. So that's one
2: of those it. things. That's one of that's that's actually one of his strengths. Overrunning is his actual pass blocking ability.
0: And that's something that we're going to need. And if you look back, his, at, his
2: blitz pickup.
0: Yeah, and, and let's look back at Richardson and uh, Donald Brown and, and all these names that were Were they? multi you know, where they multi off kind of play where they were able to bring something else than just running the ball. Because let's be uh, honest. You yeah, have Andrew I Luck I know what you're there. talking about. You have Andrew Luck under your center. You're gonna you're gonna throw the ball. You know, majority of your plays are going to be throwing the ball. You're not paying Andrew Luck millions of dollars to hand the ball off to a to a running back. Fifty percent of the time. <laughs>
3: So, I
0: mean, we talked about how how we have this debt. So I think keeping a good rotation of different players is is going to be huge for us. And I think every single fact that we put in there has to bring more than just speed and more than just hands to the equation. They have to be able to they have to be able to hold their own. They have to be able to to read assignments, and they have to be able to protect the quarterback. And that's what we have. That has to be part of a of your O line kind of equation. Like, yeah, we 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 have a crappy O line, and yeah, we can go out and buy a piece here and there and make us better. But if you're not throwing in the type of player that podcast, if you're not throwing in the type of player that protects the quarterback as well as run the ball, catch the ball uh and be a freak athlete then I think that's where we're gonna a lot of a lot of key stops to get you know or key defending our quarterback at the moment. So I I agree with you that Barkley can do that. But can you go to because if Barclay's not on the table for us, you know we will be passed on Barclays. And we decide to go with the running back later on.
1: Do they bring that to skill set? When, you know, I didn't really, I mean, I, I've, I've really, watched, you know, Georgia a couple games and LSU a couple games. I never really paid attention to that on them because I just figured that we weren't going to go with the running We wouldn't. I figured Barkley wouldn't be around by the time the Colts picked, but the Colts are high enough that he will be around. It's whether on um, what Ballard values more: best player available or highest need.
0: And, and yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. If we have a, if we, let's say we take, you know, somebody that that is a freak athlete, is talented, and can do everything that that is just phenomenal on the running side of the game. I feel like that's something that we can coach. We we can, especially with a, a quarterback coach like what we got. He can tell you know he can coach these guys and let them know like what needs to be done. But if we did, it, it would be so much better if we had somebody coming in right out the gate that already had that skill set. Yeah, and, and you know, know
2: was, when you think about it, when you, when you think about it, and you go back to like. We'll say, I'll, we'll throw a Trent Richardson out there. Like, Alabama's offense is a runoff heavy offense, or, you know, they barely do any passing, you know? So, like, he has no, he had no experience coming out of that at all, really. He was in high school, yeah. He you know, he was, the, he was the man on the team, so he just ran the ball because he was just a better athlete than everybody on the field, and then, uh, college. It was just, they had the biggest, baddest offensive line. You didn't have to teach that. Right. Um, he
1: didn't have to worry about finding but, uh, the hole. was big
2: enough. He find the hole,
0: fine. right? I mean, yeah. you mm-hmm. find the hole and go. I like,
1: can't yeah, You know, well, The holes were so big with Alabama because the how they were offensive line. That's why you couldn't find it in the pros because the holes
2: were there and then they weren't. Yeah, the holes, the holes shut a lot quicker because of the better athletes in the NFL. But, um, yeah, and I think that's where you that's where you can't miss on a guy like like on Saquon Barkley. I see. I, I mean, as long as he comes in the league and he puts right, he's going to set the league on fire. So, do we get him? I don't know. Yeah, and that comes back to a, a thing. I know I I've, I I've, I've, I don't know if it's on air or not, but a lot of these NFL players and Trent's one of those that I think the problem with Trent was. And a lot of the guys that you see fizzle out after two or three years, that come in that are just awesome, is their whole goal growing up and coming through and everything was to get to the league. And then once they get to the league, they don't change their goal. They 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 just they've attained their goal and they just all right, I made it, I made it, you know. And they don't change. So like the badasses like the Walter Paytons and you know and and the Peyton Mannings and all that, they're like. I made it here. Now I'm gonna be the best at this. You know, and then I wanna be the best at this. And I wanna make this. You know, they don't change that goal. That's a huge thing. on, um, well, they go out there and spend and their money and on. And that's something Go ahead. Yeah, and that's the thing yeah, sorry. Um and that's the thing that you can't predict like you can predict all the things, but that's one of those, that mind from that guy's head is one of the things you can't predict.
1: on. He said, so, he, supposedly, he's nailing all the interviews, too.
2: Yeah. So And United he looks like, today. I mean, and he, you know, going into the college, he wasn't highly, highly, highly recruited, you know? I mean, or otherwise he wouldn't have been at Penn fucking State. But, yeah. uh, because when he, I mean, you think when he got there, I mean, Penn State was just on that uptick. You know, they, they weren't anything yet. They were coming off their... uh he kill and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that my friends in him, because he got better every year, and it wasn't because of, you know, the line was and this and that. I mean, they had quarterbacks that were talked about pretty good.
1: Well, and a lot of players are like that James Franklin coach, too. Yeah.
2: But And I think Frank Wright, I think, I think Wright's going to be a fucking... I think he's gonna be a good coach, man. I think he's got a little bit of that Tony Dungy. The players like him, the players, you know, and all that stuff. But then he's a hard nosed kind of old school, old school type of coach.
0: I I like how, you know, he's coming off of a Super Bowl win. Like he's got a taste of winning championships. Like clearly he did something, you know. I mean, to help create that culture. You know what I mean? He knows they,
3: so. they
2: that
0: knows. Don't bring all any more
3: beer. We have no more. What? Don't bring him any more
2: beer. There's no more. beer. No beer. No beer. No beer. He knows. Sorry, I was getting yelled at. Too much beer Mike in the refrigerator.
3: Knows,
2: <laughs> Mike knows how the, the <laughs> Colts operate
1: too, because he's been there.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Man. He's so, he's he's
2: worked around. old Jim Irsay, the Matt Kent.
0: Yeah, so I mean he he's coming in, he's familiar with the with the area, he's familiar with the fan base, he's familiar with, you know, some of our staff, some of our uh players and uh you know I I, I I like yeah. I think he's a good fit for Indy and I'm excited. You know, uh clearly, you know, let let's talk about the uh elephant in the Colts room not so much in the Elvis here, but the Josh. Like that, that's got to be some kind of motivation to him. Like, listen, we just beat the Patriots. Like, I, I'm I'm a, I was a part of a team that's better than you, than you guys were, um, and here you just kind of sit on this yeah. organization, and now they they came to me, and it, it just kind of that rivalry fire a little bit. I love
2: it. I can't wait to see what what happens the next time we play. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, well, and another thing, as far as the culture concerned, I heard, uh, which I'm sure every defensive lineman says this when they're doing their interviews, but Chubb during his press conference said that his next goal is to uh, sack Tom
2: Brady. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. Cause Tom's hard, man. I mean, he's like Peyton, man. You know, Peyton went all those years without getting, you know, he get like sacked like 12 times in a year, you know, because just that release. And Tom does the same thing. And if he didn't release it, they just him uh, down. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, no, I think, it, I mean, we still have, we Still have things to do. If yep, we we'll pick up Chubb Bradley Chubb, the defensive end from uh, NC State, we pick up him. We still have work to do at running back and wide receiver and O line. Uh, if we pick up Saquon Barkley. We still have work to do on the defensive line and receiver and offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like so, no matter who we take, we're going to have work to do somewhere else. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we've and got to around really,
0: whoever we take first. That's thing. And, uh, That's why. and
2: uh, I, I mean, I, and I'm not, I won't be surprised because I don't really see the Cleveland Browns taking Saquon. But, um I mean, cause, I mean, they don't have a quarterback still. I mean, Deshaun Kowser showed that he's not worthy. And so, I mean, I feel they're going to take one of those three to four top quarterbacks they got out there talking about. And then, um, yep. so if we get the Saquon, and now we know we got you got a T we got a triple head of monster. I mean, as everybody knows how much I don't really think T Y is the greatest thing on the team, but he's just a product he of a being where he's at. But we need a yeah, we'll still need a wide receiver helper. But we have the we have the T Y. We have the we'd have the uh, running back. We'd have the quarterback, and and you know a, at, a, at an above average uh, stop gap and. Mac to, you know, setting for a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. And uh would have them for years to come. You know, you'd have them for three, four years easily, all that whole set. And you can build the rest of it after that. I mean, um,
1: and if Kelly can stay healthy, you got a center. Yeah. The other. I know this is kind of out there. So. The only way I see the Browns taking – that ain't really out there, but if the Browns – the only way I see them taking uh, Barkley first overall is if they have the same grade for a couple quarterbacks because they also have the fourth pick. So yeah. If, if they think that Allen and Darnold are the same guy and they assume the Colts aren't taking a quarterback or trading out, they can take Barkley first and take – Whatever quarterback that the Giants don't take, if they take a quarterback with the fourth pick,
2: you know, another thing we didn't think about, and I don't, I don't know if it's been talked about a lot. I, I, I sorry, with my job, I haven't really been able to uh, keep up too much on all the uh, speculations and all the stuff, and uh, but, uh, you know, what if they do? Say, say Cleveland takes Saquon first, right? And then, and then we're sitting there. What about trading back to the fifth or sixth pick and trying to pick up Chubb at the fifth or sixth pick, and picking up a late first round from somebody up top to get their quarterback?
1: You know, it's possible, possible to top graded quarterback. They say that uh, I read an article today that said the Colts are unlikely to trade back.
2: Yeah, and we got too many holes. I don't think I don't. Something. You know, and I, I agree with that, too, because we have too many holes that we can't not get the best athlete, the best player on the board. You know what I'm saying? Because either way, the, the best way best player is going to help us somewhere.
1: Ballard's last couple of press conferences, too, he's saying that he thinks the O-line and the, deep, and the running back depth in this draft is the deepest it's been in years. So he's not afraid to, you know, take the defensive lineman in the first, you know, he didn't say this specifically, but he said no line in the running backs are deep this year, but so that leads me to believe that he's not afraid to take Chubb in the first round and wait for a, you know, an offensive lineman and a running back leader because he thinks that the class is so deep that he don't need to take the first running back in the draft.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, it is. It actually, I think... I mean, Saquon is bar none ahead of every running back, right? But then... I don't feel there's a huge drop off from that next tier of I'd say four four to five running backs. There's not a huge drop off. You know, I I'd, I'd say you're probably talking like um I don't even know a running back out there that's decent, you know, like uh Well there's there's one from somebody you know, like a Mark Ingram. A, a strong game. You know, like a like a like a David Johnson and all of them, you know what I'm saying, like the guys that are just that that second tier down, so they just get put in the right systems and they're good. Well, I know, and that's, I've seen one of the things you run when you run back and you start getting those lower guys, like but the guys like Saquon Barkley, are you know not very often. You know they come out into the draft and well,
1: uh, and well, they can fit
2: in the system. Some of, and then when you start getting those lower guys, you actually got to get the guy that fits your system. And that's the big difference.
0: One thing I I tend to think of is, like, you know, you you have those freak athletes that that stand out at the top of every draft. But once you get Mm -hmm. past, like, the the 10th to 15th pick, no matter what position you're taking, like, there's not a whole lot of gap between those athletes. You know what I mean? Like, like once you eliminate every, you know, all the – Household names, they? And, and you start looking at these O-Lines or these other running backs, like, they're all going to be freak athletes. Because, or they're going to be athletic because they're not going to go off the board in the first round unless they are talented or unless they've done something to make these guys, like, salivate over them. You know what I mean? Like, so. Once you get past those big household names, like what we kind of talked about, you know, early first or early second round, late first round, those guys are going to be, in my opinion, pretty equivalent no matter who you're taking, where you're taking them. So, you know, if we can get a Barkley early and then add some pieces in in the early second round, you know, and, and maybe even. Uh, third round, adding some of those pieces where these guys are going to be key contributors no matter what. Like, you've got to think about those skill positions, in my opinion. You've got to think about those skill positions that, uh, that you can't really teach the athleticism that they're bringing to the table.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a big thing. Is I think the major drop off on isn't their athleticism more more than it is their uh, their knowledge of the game, their ability to process it faster,
3: their IQ
0: like
2: just their brain? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. No. And
0: the fact that they've been there, they've ran a pro style offense or defense, whatever side of the ball you want. You know, like, and, and they've been up against uh, pro caliber players. Like, if you're pulling people out of the, you know, the uh uh, the Sun Belt, you know, like, they're not playing against
1: the league NFL competition.
0: Athletes, you know what I mean? Like, like Big Ten and ACC and, you know, like those types of teams. Power Five. clearly. Th- those types of teams are, are playing against NFL all the All the teams Minus, you know, the the few turbo games. So that's, like,
1: uh, I've seen on Twitter today that Col- he faded out. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. Oh,
2: there he
1: is. Uh, there he is. I've seen on Twitter today that Colts are interested in Deion Lewis from the Patriots, also. That's the main running back catching. The main receiving running back that the Patriots have. Yeah.
2: And, uh, I don't, I think he's a bust, man. Like, I don't think he's worth the money. Like, he's good no. and all, but I don't think he's worth the, that money that they're going to have to pay for. That might, not experience, that might be the experience back that they're looking for. Him.
1: You know, somebody that's yeah. been there. If they can get him cheap. He might he might value himself more than what he value what he's actually worth.
0: Yeah, it, this, this draft is going to be an interesting draft, and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all the way up until draft day. Uh, you know what can we expect and what we would do. Blah blah
3: blah.
1: Dream scenario, I think, as right. far as the team's concerned. In my my eyes would be to uh, take Chubb yeah, Chub in the first round if Barkley's not there, because that one's just kind of a flip, flip a coin, and then yeah, an offensive lineman maybe in the second round, and maybe trade up from the third and pick wishful thinking, Sammy Cobb's from IU, yeah. just because we need a tall, <laughs> we need tall, we have no tall receivers. We need a big guy. He's,
2: you know, he's over six foot.
0: But this is one thing
2: I haven't looked. At. I haven't looked at the receivers. Like, what receivers are coming out that are? It's a thin well, receiver draft, isn't it? That are know, there's really no studs.
1: There's a stud from, from like the I Julio from Jones A and M. I think there's a stud from A and M, but uh, I know I read on Bleacher Report they had like. It, Indy, I think they interviewed like three receivers today. One was from Maryland. One was from, I don't even remember. I know the one was from Maryland for sure. But I know there was a stud from, they interviewed him on NFL Network the other day. I think he was an A&M receiver. He's supposed to be the best receiver in the class. Yes. But, yeah, I don't there's one from. Yeah, we're missing that, that Cal- Calvin Ridley from uh, Alabama. That's
2: another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no big like Julio Jones, like you know no. what I'm saying, like that big possession receiver. Because we got we got an old dipshit over there, and then we don't have anybody who will go across the middle and just get enough soil.
1: Well, see, I think you know, Cobb would be, be a, a good outside threat, you know, a boundary guy, like a Reggie Wayne was. A guy that he's a taller guy, which Reggie really was a taller guy, but he's a he's a guy
3: stay
1: that healthy. can. Yeah, yeah that uh, that, they... but I know as yeah. far as he's he's right yeah, now I just out as just... go mid second round to early third round.
2: And
0: yeah. The the big thing with him is can he stay healthy, and because I mean he he has the size, he has the the skill set, but you know he was banged up in the Big Ten, and
2: it's going to get, he get he hit harder.
0: Healthy. Right? Can he stay healthy <laughs> in a in a, you know an NFL
1: situation?
2: Extra weeks.
1: Bigger hitters. I wouldn't mind that T. I Mo- seen a mock draft the other day that the Colts picked up T. Gray scales, too. So, you
0: know, there's a lot. We could, we could sit here and That's talk an- about who, who we would like to yeah. go to us and all that.
2: All That's another position, though,
1: up. too, now as a linebacker. Yeah. Now so, that uh,
2: Morrison. Now that old boy got a hit... My horse yeah,
1: driver. Antonio Morrison. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think we've
0: kind of, you know, we've at least put our thoughts and opinions out there on on the, at least the early draft pick. Um, so, you guys want to go ahead and transition into our second topic, talk about some IU basketball. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm um uh... Yeah, we can do that. I'm uh, very light in the uh, subject area on this one because being out here in Hawaii, I'm so far behind and I don't have a whole lot of Big Ten coverage. i understand. But uh, I try to keep up a you little bit here and much. there through the, uh, you didn't, you the didn't book. Much. Through the you of a couple of games and, that we... Uh, <laughs> you,
0: you could probably go ahead and say what your prediction was of this season
2: and be pretty much accurate. Yeah, and that's, that's what I've come out well from what watch because like most of most of the season you know no, you know the end of November, December, January, and the first week or so of February, I was oh and even in the country there was no way I was going to be able to watch it, right? Any of it, but uh, you know, trying to just follow news articles here and there whenever I could, you know, and whenever I saw them. You know, it seemed like it seemed like we were on the track that we everybody thought we were going to be on, and we played a good stretch of ball there for a little while. That got everybody thinking that we were going to do great, and uh, and then there were all those, the typical fans that don't know a whole lot about anything and don't have real expectations. Uh, got on the on the thinking we were going to win the Big Ten or some shit, and then uh, which is not that's not what we're we weren't there for that. We're playing with. Archie's playing with players that aren't his for the most part and putting it in his system, and they haven't played before. I mean, it was a rebuilding year, and it's going, you know, hopefully next year, you know, it continues on this progress that I see was up, you know, and uh, – They definitely you know, improved throughout it, the year, you know. so that's a good sign. Uh, I think uh,
1: yeah.
0: M squared and I had this exact conversation on uh, IDU Page the other day. Uh, Them
1: freaking guys on there. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: uh, but, you know, like, I think he was argue, trying to argue a point, and I chimed in and just read one of his comments and took it the wrong way. Uh, and then it started our discussion, and we started going and pretty much saying the same thing. But... Uh, you know, kinda of like what you're saying, RT three, there there's fans out there right now that are like, Archie's horrible, RT Archie, sucks, uh, we made the wrong move and those people don't know anything about basketball. They don't know anything yeah. about the process or sports because, in general. Because <laughs> if you watch this IU basketball team, if you watch any of their games when Tom Crane was coaching them. You would realize that these are two, one hundred percent different teams. Um, Archie came out this week, and you could already see that he was talking and teaching and preaching and living upon these people. You know, but my dad made a comment to me the other day. We were talking about basketball, and he said, "Well, at least the broadcasters." Mention the word defense with us this year, like you know, like yeah, you know, like we never heard that. In the past Like you, you don't. You in the past, you never heard. Oh, that was a good defense of stop, or you no, never you heard hear the
2: word defense. You know, you, you hear, hear, hear the word defense, call but call you hear the word. You heard the other team playing defense. <laughs> Right. Or embarrassment. And <laughs> lack of defense.
0: An embarrassment of defense. Like, there was, there was positive comments going along with yeah. when people talked about our defense this year. And is he going to get a one-minute turnaround buy-in out of Juwan Morgan? Uh, is he going to get away out of, you know, Rob Johnson, Colin Hartman? You know, these guys that aren't as shy, that have been in a system that haven't valued people. No. You're not going to get that 100% turnaround stop mentality right away, but did we see an improvement on those guys? And absolutely, we did. So one thing I always think about. Did was you see the top. buy-in?
2: That's the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You see the buy-in, what? like they like exactly. they start like, hey, that's right. Okay, coach right. has got something.
0: This this feel, it's almost like they were like, oh, this feels right. This feels like basketball, and. And one thing I can say about Tom Crean is he was one hell of a promoter. He was one hell of a recruiter, and he was a he was a he was a coach that was he. he, You can clearly tell he had every player's best intention in heart. And yeah, I mean, and he did
2: the kids. Yeah, the kids that had pro potential that came through, he made them better fit for the pros. He did do that, you know, and uh, he's good at that. Right. But I don't think he's good at being an actual all-around basketball coach. You wasn't very good at what I'm saying. With, with yeah. that being
0: said, and, and you're right, like the, the guys that we had that had pro potential, he developed. And so one thing that made Tom Crean look like a decent coach was he he was able to coach often. like. I'm not saying the X's and O's part of it, but I'm talking about the player development. Like we had some actors yeah. that, that could perform awesome. And if we could have matched that with what Archie had done this year on defense, we wouldn't have gotten beat by uh Syracuse in the Sweet Sixteen. We you know you know what I'm saying? Like we would have been a better team. But I think the fact that he was such a good uh, it's it's not even so much coach like you can't say like he he was coaching them well he was developing he was a good well. private coach right he, he was a good private a player coach player development he was doing a great job of player development I mean you look at James Blackman who the dude could he he could shoot the ball like no matter what you feel or think about James Blackman he was a hell of a shooter we missed that this year we missed that guy that could just drop. You know, three threes every night. No, no. I think he that. missed
2: shooting three threes every night because I don't think he is he playing anywhere. <laughs> he, he, G
1: League, I think.
0: Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like we had some guys that were offensive powerhouses, and we missed that this year. And it's not because of. It, it's no knock on Archie. It's just that talent level wasn't there. Isn't there? We we didn't have that this year. Like, if I say I use best offensive uh, threat this year, who are you going to say? Juwan Morgan?
2: Had to be. Yeah. I think that's the consensus.
0: You know what I mean? Like, where, where did Juwan Morgan succeed this year? He succeeded around the rim where he was able to, you know. In the paint. Power his way through. We didn't have that outside threat this year. You know, where in the past. Yeah. We've had Jordan Hall, Yogi Ferrell, uh Blackman. You know, all those. guys. <laughs>
2: who was the other guy? You can say. Who
0: Wofford. was the best trail
2: shooter that we've ever had? What was this? Um, Raw. Keep... Oh, Watford. You no, he beacon for... Watford, yeah. Watford, Watford. The, the trail, the trailing shooter, yeah. But you
0: yeah. know, like we didn't have. And, you know, Hartman, he gave us a little bit of offensive threat. But he gave us what his athletic healthy?
1: ability could.
0: Right, exactly. When was he healthy?
1: What you his know, body uh, could. I don't think he was healthy all year.
0: You know, again, Rob Johnson, he was, if you think back to those people we just mentioned, Rob Johnson was like the fourth option on those sacks.
2: Oh, Romeo, that's why Romeo, he's, Romeo, where art thou? Uh, he's getting ready to go play in regional.
1: <laughs> that's the next topic. We got another, we got another topic.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, I think that was one of the key components that we were missing this year was that outside.
1: Play. Yeah, and I mean, even we, we, that's why Johnson no was so problem. good was because he had the other options to keep the pressure off of him.
0: So I, I, I don't know, I, Matt or uh, M squared. I understand what you were getting at with your thread the other day on that Facebook fan page, but I, I did. I, is that, I that the one?
2: Is that of, is that? Is that one Facebook page? It's full of a bunch of retards? <laughs> oh wait, that's there are, I think page. they all. But um, <laughs> there's there's two uh, of them,
1: and you're not allowed to make a negative comment. About a player, or coach, or a fan. Hilly got kicked oh, out of it wow. a couple weeks ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Imagine what? that. Hilly got kicked out of something. I,
0: I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up what you said, and I want to discuss it with you because I know what ended up happening was we got back to um, talking about the same thing.
2: Were you doing a typical TJ? Or were you doing a typical teabag and uh, perk thing where you drunk? Are you in well, the same point? No. We, no. Just was, different words. So, uh,
0: so he, I, he made a comment about how everybody needs to kind of back up off of RT and quit saying that, you know, he's the wrong fit. And then somebody made a comment, somebody made a comment, and then. M squared made a comment that said that the coach can only call do so play much. And do, yeah, do so much. The coach can only call plays and make substitutions.
1: Substitutions.
0: And, and he can only do so much. And I I disagreed with him, but at the same time, when I made this comment, I knew I knew what he was thinking, and I knew where he was going with it. But I wanted to make the point known that the coach makes so has so much more, and really, what I was doing with making this comment, I was agreeing with you with your original point that you made.
3: Yeah. The
0: the coach does so much more than just that, and yeah. Arch, Archie has created a a culture. That, and that's one of those, you know, coaching buzzwords. But team has created a culture that we have never seen at Indiana, at least since Bobby Knight.
2: And yeah, uh, part of that culture that I've never seen was the empty student section at pretty much every game.
0: But that was only because we weren't winning. You
2: know yeah, but saying? I mean, a complete empty student section is so not he called cool.
0: them out. He called them out. I mean, what else can a coach... A coach cannot put seats in the in the
1: stands. No. Well, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, they're, people are getting these tickets. They order these tickets, and then they don't go and sell them when they can't make it, or these, you know, these season ticket holders and all these other people... Want to sell their? T- they buy these tickets and then they try to sell them for three times face value, and and people are like, "Well, fuck that! I'll just watch it on TV." Right, but
3: yeah.
0: what what the main thing is is, is student sections, and let's, yeah, let's, student sections. Let's talk about one of the biggest games where they they brought this point from It was Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you know, I mean. If you think about it, if your team, you know your team's not performing the best. You know they're not going to make it to the NCAA tournament, and it's a Valentine's Day game where they're not selling alcohol. Like,
3: yeah, you gotta
2: get you, you gotta get that girl. You gotta get the girl drunk. Do you blame
3: them? I mean,
0: <laughs> granted, if it were if it were us. And we went to and we were in IU right now. We would be there. But we're the exception. And we're the people that were there at the game. But if you're talking about just the casual fan that has their season tickets in the student section and it's Valentine's Day and you know there's no alcohol sold. Like I mean, it is what it is.
1: You're either gonna try to take your girl out or go find your girl
0: yeah in in the game if I recall the game was at like what, like at like eight thirty at night,
2: yeah I don't know, it, I still think i whatever. that's just, a uh, no I just I mean, it up to bring it up, but
0: yeah I, I mean, I'm not making excuses for these fans, I'm just saying like.
1: It was like our last screen was too, wasn't it? Yeah. Towards the end of the year. For
0: one, you you can't blame that on the coach. It's clearly about the opponent. I mean, they were playing Nebraska. No, Illinois. They're playing Illinois. And the we team up, we
1: already lost to.
0: Well, we end up winning that game, right?
3: Uh
2: huh. Yes. Yes.
0: And if, and, and if I'm not mistaken, hey, who
2: just said uh huh? Me. Oh, okay. It sounded like Perk there for a second. I was like, "What did you get on?" And,
3: and I, I'm pretty sure it was a. It was a. It was a good
0: game. But I mean, Valentine's Day, eight thirty. We're playing Illinois. We've already lost to them. You know, we're not gonna. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that that's out of a coach's
2: control. You, you oh yeah, it's not out of the control. On. I actually I agree with you on that. I just, I was just saying that out of an IU standpoint, you know, that's one of those things that just doesn't happen at IU. Right. You well, know, you know, that's why, that's why it is the Assembly Hall. You know, it's one of the greatest stadiums of basketball. In, but you also got people bitching on Facebook saying, I don't
1: know why IU just didn't build a whole new stadium and tear down that piece of shit. Yada yada yada. I mean. Fuck them! them.
3: Yeah. Well, they're saying Iu should.
1: They're saying Iu should have built a bigger stadium. We
2: can't build the stadium we got now. Why would we build a bigger one?
3: Why would we go bigger?
2: No, stay with with the the one you have because the one you look at it is amazing. A huge home court advantage. Yeah. There's no stadium like it, and I mean, everybody knows. Like you go into you go into IU no matter if you're top in the five. nation, you're intimidated. You're intimidated. Just walking it's one into of the that, five, into there. Top five places in the country. You got yeah. Cameron indoor, you got
1: assembly hall, you got those are probably the top two right there. Yeah. As far as the craziness yeah. and the loudness. Yeah. Even they even said that who's was it the Purdue games when they were saying it was the cra- one of the craziest environments they've been in in a long time?
0: Well, I've even heard some NBA players talking about the difference between and, uh, Assembly Hall. Is, it, they, no, Assembly Hall is so much harder to play in, even though Cameron feels like everyone is right there on top of you. They said, but it feels like. There's about one thousand more, you know, like it's a thousand
2: times. Worse. Just it goes like straight up. Right. Straight it's up. that you're dome shooting dis- You're shooting yeah. Di- yeah, and then the shooting distance from the backboard to the walls and stuff kind of uh, throw you off a little bit compared to a lot of the other places. Just getting that depth uh, perception. The,
1: the, yeah, and the sound reverberates so good in there that even if you're not at
2: full capacity, it still sounds like you are. You know, and I feel like I'm not a true IU fan because I haven't been there in 15 years easily. My dad and, hadn't uh, been there since been, last year, and that was the first
1: year he's ever been there since
2: the 80s. And then I've, none of my kids have been to it. My my son no, I'm has just been a, there. I'm just a CIU parent, man. Well, you live but, in uh, fucking Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, you And Jacksonville in before Jacksonville.
0: that. Yeah, so it's like,
2: it's not like I could just be like, like, oh, like hey, you are you Dave Vogt? Jack- or
0: Jeffersonville. Like, you, you live in Hawaii. <laughs> like, okay. Like,
1: you can go see him
2: at the Maui Invitational. If they come again, Jesus. I was hoping, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. man, Matt, this year we're I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck, coming. Fuck them. But um I forget who came and said Notre Dame was here and I was like, I'm not going to that. But well,
0: anyway. okay, let's let's talk a little bit about IU excuses. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and lay this out there and this is gonna be you know, take it how you will. But this is my thought process. Romeo is not going to IU, And before you jump down my throat or just give me your opinions, let me express why I feel this way. Alright, we are in the sectional, regional, I'm going to say month right now. Like, it, everything is going on. If I, I'm going to go ahead and put myself in Romeo Langford's shoes. If I'm Romeo Langford, before sectionals, before regionals, I'm going to go ahead and come out and say if I'm going to IU. Because everybody that's going to be attending your game, no matter if they are from Floyd Central, no matter if they're from, you know, wherever, they're going to be IU fans most of the time. So why not go ahead and state that and let those people coming that are maybe not so much cheering for you, go ahead and have a reason to cheer for you. So instead of having a, a gym full of, you know. You're 5, thinking like 000, a
2: 35 year old.
0: No. You're thinking like Adam me, Hill. Let, let me finish. So instead <laughs> of having a gym full of people that are cheering for, uh, New Albany and Romeo Langford, you have, you now have the entire gym is thinking, hey, at least this guy's gonna be a huger if he announces. So here's the reason why he hasn't announced where he's going to play basketball. Because if you come out before sectional and you say, I'm going to Vandy or I'm going to Kansas, now not only have you pissed off your fans, you've pissed off every single IU fan in the state of Indiana. So if you come out and say... Which, hey, which is it, all
2: of southern Indiana for the most part. it's, it's
0: <laughs> Exactly. So if you come out and say, hey, I'm going to Vandy, and then you show up at sectionals, your own fans are going to be booing you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be well-received. So it's only in his benefit to go ahead and say, I'm going to IU. It's in his benefit not to declare if he's not going to IU. Does that make sense to you guys?
2: It makes it makes sense, it makes but, sense to my old to, to my old self right now, but me at seventeen, eighteen years old, and I ain't thinking about that shit. I, that, I mean, that's a huge fucking decision that I don't want to be making in the little bit of time that I have between games and practices. That I want to be able to be done with basketball, sit back, reflect, and actually talk to people and make this huge decision. Yeah, I mean, this is, is a, that's decision. a life changing decision.
0: But at he's the same time he's going on he, visits in between games.
1: You know what I mean? He's
3: also
0: Yeah.
1: He's also been saying forever that he wasn't going to announce until around the McDonald's All American. That was before the season. I think that might even he might have even said that before he narrowed his list to three.
2: But I just think I think you're reading a little bit too into this too, bag. I mean Yeah. Now That would be a great have, psychological thing to do, but, uh, but I just think, really, because, I mean, I know me, and picking my next duty station, right? It takes me a month of just, like, what am I going to do, and weighing it all out, and that's just my next duty station. That's not the rest of my life. That's just for my next three years where I want to go. Three, four years, yeah. what I'm going to do, he's, where I'm going to go. He's only
0: going for one year, so it's not like it's the rest of his life.
2: But he also... I mean, that's it, a figure it does kind of.
0: Not really. I mean, he's going to the NBA no matter if he goes to Kansas, Vandy, or IU. Like, that's that's not. And like I think base. Kansas like, is out of the, the question
1: already. already. You, you think, think Kansas is out of the
0: question? Why?
1: No, I don't think Vandy's out of the question at all.
0: Who do you think is out of the question? What do you say? Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Okay.
1: I think it's IU and Vandy or. 49 and 49 percent, and Kansas is two.
0: I could have said that. I, I think Vandy has a, 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 an advantage because of the coaches ties to Indiana. And His the two recruits. signed there. Garland's already signed there.
2: And they got another one. And, the SEC,
0: and, and the, the
2: SEC is easy. And the SEC easy. Exactly, the thing is, it's much
0: I, better than competing in the Big Ten. They can go they can go to Bandy and run that conference, be in the NCAA tournament, and make a deep run. And
2: yeah, because the only team know, was the last team. Really Bandy was
1: the last place and, uh, in the conference this year.
0: It, that that's irrelevant because you're going there with your boys. I know, Garland, but I'm
1: saying and they can and you're turn, you're turn it, it, it around.
0: around. Exactly, yeah. you're going to turn it around. Now, granted. You've got IU, who you need to turn around to. and the whole and who hometown. you can be
1: a in-state hero.
0: Don't get me wrong. I want him to be a leader. I want him to become IU, but I, I I just wanted to throw that mentality out there. And well, I saw a thing the other thought. day
2: where actually he sat when he played against uh Old Bedford North Lawrence and Damon Bailey was there and he 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 actually sat and talked to Damon Bailey for a little bit. Okay, you know, down. I don't know. To... Yeah, but uh so, so I know if he's I'm sure Mark
0: kid. Don't get me wrong. Like he's weighing his options, and he, whatever decision he makes, there's been a lot of thought.
1: Fun. The funny thing I find about the whole situation with him and Garland was Garland came out and said I'd be disappointed if Romeo didn't come play with me. The reason I chose Vanderbilt is because it's my home school. Well, why wouldn't why would he be mad for Romeo choosing his home school?
2: Yeah. Are you that better than Romeo? Do you think you're that much better than Romeo that you get to go choose where Romeo's got to choose his home school to come to your home school?
1: Let's see. He's their their best friends. They talk every day. Yeah. That's why he wants him to come to. And that coach down there is a young coach, he's a players coach. And, From Indiana. Yeah. And he's got another they've got another five star. He tore his ACL during high school game, but they expect him to be ready for the start of the season next year. So they'd have three five stars on their starting lineup next year. And they've played together on a fifteen AA's stars and whatever else.
3: That'd
0: be fifteen yeah. stars. Hey, but there's only one <laughs> basketball. There's only one
1: basketball. Tell us yeah, tell us to Kentucky. <laughs> hey, where, what yeah.
0: what happened to this tonight?
1: Tell
2: yeah, That'd be Vince by
0: tonight. Florida. By Albany. To <laughs> so
2: so I don't know if that bleeds into something different, but this whole scan man, like I don't I don't know, this wasn't on our cards at all or anything, but um <laughs>
1: That's about a mess.
2: The whole scandal thing. Yeah. Well, what do y'all think of the NBA going fuck you in your one and done thing and going and put more money into that G League and going? Well, it's no, all comes it's straight all straight out of, the of the G League. It's all
1: it's all got to be collectively bargained. That's the difference. That's something between the owners and the players that has to be determined. That's that's whenever yeah. the next collective bargaining agreement comes up. That that gets changed if it doesn't. You got
2: you got you got LeBron advocating for that. You got KD. You know, he's got a big sway. And are talking then, I think KD all the
0: ball- that, that were straight out of high
1: school drafting too. But KD also spoke yeah. against college too. Oh,
2: so KD. Was, KD played in Texas for one year. No, yeah, but I, I mean he. I didn't hear- he spoke I against the NCAA. I, you know, and there's a lot going against it, and I I totally agree. Um, but Katie didn't want the one I it think does.
1: he said pay the players.
2: Yeah, and I think the Gatorade League, man, NBA's got a lot of money, a lot of money potential in that Gatorade League, if they develop it. And, uh, hey, what, you're a uh, you know put don't put about them in the, big, the same cities as an NBA team.
1: Oh yeah, but what about the big? You know, put them in, in,
2: in, in a little bit small. Yeah, put them in a little bit smaller, uh, uh, close oh. enough to your your relative market. Yeah, and then um, well, I mean, you got like the four weight mad ants. They're in the G League.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's, you know, Indi- that's the Indiana affiliate,
2: and uh, I mean, I think I think every NBA team should have like. Two in their market. Two G League teams in their market, you know, to to build it up. Where you could have like one in Evansville and or one in Louisville and uh one in Fort Wayne area. You know, stuff like that. Just kind of build it up. Now you have two programs funneling to your MBA program. Make it like and, a and you know double at- type of thing. Yeah, and then and it'll almost work and you can almost use it more like the uh the soccer way that uh Europe does soccer. You know, they have they have their, their teams below, you know, and stuff like that, that to funnel their number one team and if you know, you, you trade the rights of players at at that yeah, age this group. At, you know, this hockey school. does the same thing. And um, I think it would be I think that would be so beneficial and they'd make a lot more money and kids it'll be better for the kids.
3: Because a lot Hockey's of those, will, those
2: one and dunk kids are going there. And they're, you know, even the two and done kids, the kids that are going for just a couple years, they're going there. They're not going for the schooling. They're not going for that shit. They're going, they're going. just to be able to play ball on a stage and be seen. If and hone their skills. You know, and the G League would be better fitted for that. You know, you, they'd be able to do it a lot better. And they'd have the same style of coaches that they would have in the pros, too. So, like, it wouldn't be a big transition from say playing at IU to playing at the Pacers.
1: Well, like but, hockey, they what they do is they the kids play in college, but they draft them out of high school or whatever, and they buy their rights, but they still play in college. And then whenever yeah, they decide the to thing. leave, when they decide to leave, they're property of that team. You know, they're owned by a team. They're not yeah. just back in the draft just because they didn't play four.
2: Yeah, baseball does the same thing. It's a, it's a weird rule that's allowed in baseball and hockey, but not allowed in basketball and football, which is stupid. Football I think is probably the same thing. thing. I, I think the football should do the same thing with this XFL type thing. Like, hey you know what, let's get rid of college football. Let's get rid of this money, this huge amount of money that college football is making and make a developmental league right below it for all the kids that are 17 to 24 years old who are still, you know, there and we'll coach them in the same style of football we're going to play in the pros, we'll, and it's all about development. It's all about getting a better... And they don't have to worry about going to class and keeping a 2.0 GPA, or have to worry about you know sign you know you know signing an autograph for somebody and getting suspended and everything going away. They don't have to worry about any of that shit. They can just play fucking football, and they can sign all the autographs they want. They can get fucking they can get you know. um Money sponsors and they there. can get agents. Yeah. You know, they can get sponsors and agents and they can do things like that. One, it won't put them on the pedestal that they are there when they're in the studio, so they're they won't get that, you know, trouble for the most part. And two, they'll they'll be ready right when and you can draft out of that at any of those kids at any of those years. You know, depending on you know Football how well is they are. Football a little are. bit
1: harder, just because of how big of a talent difference there is. In the NFL compared to high school and college, but the other thing with football is, or with most sports is, I don't think, since like the kids that they, they go to college, they're not on the hook for them players. Like if, say the Colts pick a kid out of high school and he goes to this developmental league, they're gonna be on the hook for this kid. They gotta pay this kid his medical bills, whatever. So that's extra money out of their pocket as far as baseball they do it in
2: fun. Europe oh, man they do it in in mm-hmm. soccer man and it's been working for years or for fucking a century every country over there does it. Yeah, the, the big thing, so and uh,
0: players uh players against like account like it, it, you know like that's one thing you've got to think about like everybody has to buy into that one system yeah
2: so that all players are like that. But I do think yeah, that you this gotta get you gonna, gotta get the of the crop to come.
1: I also think this scandal
2: is gonna hurt it. If this scandal gets as the, big as that's what is
1: expected, the
0: has, that's where the G League has to have to get to. If if they want yeah. their thing to be legit, is they have to overcome all of the elite talent. And some elite talent don't want to go play want
2: you
1: know, like some of those kids want to go play college basketball and can't have that experience. They want
2: the experience, and the only reason college, they want to go play want... college. Well, they they get that too, and because it's the way it's always been, you know. But well, you got to like some, some of you going going back to that culture. That... You got to change that culture.
1: Oh, well, some of these kids realize you... that they might not make it. That they need the a little bit of education and a social experience the social experience of college. And well,
2: yeah, the Jordan Hollis's and all those guys, you can still keep in, you can still keep NCAA basketball for the student-athlete because a lot of these basketball players aren't a student-athlete. They're an athlete and a student also instead of a student wow. first and an athlete second, which is the way NCAA is supposed to be. And uh, I think those guys that are actually more athletes than they are students should have a, a league to go play in. Instead and I don't have to worry about so, being a student.
0: So what, what you're
3: describing right now
0: is Division II basketball would be your D1. Basketball.
2: Because those kids are yeah.
0: still athletic, and they want to compete. And, it, and that's go, what d
2: one's supposed to be. d one's supposed to be that way also.
0: Right. And so
2: The only reason the only reason, the, way, the only reason way they go to the the college for the most part you know, some want to go and be the big dog on campus, you know, be able to, you know, do whatever they want and be awesome, you know, just looked at it as an all-star, you know, because they know they're not going to get that anywhere else. You know, when they get, make it to the league, they're just going to be that sixth man or that, you know, hanging out there or whatever. But it's a culture. It's This is the path that makes you an NBA player. you got to go to the, be the one and done. you got to do this for people. But if you just go, hey, if it, if you get it, if you start getting just classes of guys and where 75% of them coming out of high school are like, I was going to G League. And once Another they start doing is, that, within five years, that's going to change the culture and NCAA basketball is going to be back to student athletes.
1: I also think that this could possibly disband the NCAA as far as probably basketball and football are concerned. And the Power Five or the Power Sixes are going to split off and do their completely different thing compared to the rest of the NCAA.
2: Yeah, because I mean, when you think problem. about it, these coaches are getting paid more than professional coaches. Some of them. And it, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's straight yeah. ridiculous.
1: Well, and these players are, you know... I st- I think personally that, you know, I think kids should be able to go find a an, an endorsement whenever they want to, whether they're in college or not, or charge for an mm-hmm. autograph. I mean, maybe not get I paid mean, by the school kind of, itself, but, but be able to make money off of look their name. At what
3: we're looking
0: at the way it is now, we're looking at the scandal because not not. Universities and not uh, coaches, uh, you know whatever. People are offering them hundreds of thousands, you know, hundred thousand dollars just to come play at the university. Like, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of shit come out here in the next few months, and it's gonna start to get, it's gonna taint the NCAA, and that's what's gonna help you know, RP3, this is going to help your G League because, you know, this player coming straight out of high school is going to say, okay, well, you're going to pay me $100,000 under the table and it's going to be dirty and I could eventually get caught and change my name or I could go make, you know, $100,000 playing in the G League for a year.
3: Yeah, sure. oh, right now, also. the
2: G League has a bad name on it, you know, it's like, that's where well, you go the if you're not is about, about it.
0: to have a bad name on it. When all yeah, and that's what I'm bad.
2: saying. Like the G League, the G League's name right now is I got drafted, but I'm not good enough to play the pros. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the G League's name is where right. NCAA is like I, I'm, you know, you got to change that name of the G League, not not change the G League from G League to something different. I'm just saying you got to change that what people say about it. You the know, Brian. the reputation. You, yeah, yeah. And to where say. it's like, hey, this is good shit.
1: Well, and, like, I think Australia, was it the Australian Basketball League came out the other day and said that any high school player that wants to come there to get their one year of eligibility out of the way, they'll pay them so much money. You know, I think it was, like, $70,000 or whatever it was. And you
2: then know, and that's a, one, that's a decent that's a decent amount of money, like, when you think about it, because, um, you know, I mean, $70,000, yes, is a decent amount of money, but, I mean... But on the scale of playing in the NBA and playing in the G League, you know, or a yeah. developmental type league somewhere in the world, you know, $70,000, that's probably more than what most of these athletes are coming out of.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, no, most, absolutely. Most
2: to, you know, so, like, hey, I make my $70,000, and if I'm really, really, really good, you know, I, I get some sponsorship deals that translate, and if I make it, you know, in the next couple of years into the NBA – And then I got millions. Well, and, you know, I mean, I I
1: just seem like, I know he's not going to the NBA, but McSwain had a thing on him the other day talking about how he was in the slums and his mom tried the hardest that she could to get him out of the ghetto. And she, she said that IU was the best thing that ever happened to him because he got to a higher class area and changed his life because of what he was accustomed to in his prior life mm-hmm. so and i'm not saying that,
2: and, and i'm not saying that college isn't good for these no kids. i'm not
1: saying college in general. what i'm, I'm saying of getting him out of the the city
2: yeah it's, uh,
1: and i think that's good
2: too for a lot of these kids for a lot of these kids that decide to go away from home to play college you know like like KD going to Texas to play college, you know that was probably good for him to get away from all of the friends that he grew up with and all that other stuff, you know, and and so it was it was better for him to get into a new environment. You know, it's not hard for somebody who walked on as a freshman and is already probably one of the, the top five people on the campus, you know, to be friends, try to be friends with. You know, everybody knows your name and all that other shit. I mean, I'm sure it's not a bad deal to have you know so you're going to make your friends you're not going to be homesick so quick but the kid at home you know like grew up in Indiana and goes to play at uh IUPUI. you know it's not good for him man cuz they uh they stay hanging out with those kids that came they came out of and start getting in trouble and don't don't learn how to actually act but I agree you know I don't know But other than that, man. I mean, I just wanted to kind of bring up this. Stuff. I didn't really want to change our top three, studies. so we were talking about college basketball with I.U. So I, I kind of threw it in there. But oh, it's it's. I mean, a, it's and hard. you guys don't all really think? How how tall? How tall is Romeo Langford? He's about He's six five, six six. Okay. Right now, I'm never but, really, I never really mean, because like I've watched I've watched a couple of the games, but I've never really been able to tell him apart from a couple of other guys. But besides watching the skills, you know, because I'm watching it on my phone. But
0: well, in the games you're probably watching are him playing against prep schools
2: on ESPN.
3: No, it
0: was, yeah, uh, they, it was on
2: Facebook Live. I think I watched the game last weekend.
1: That was Bedford.
2: That's the one that they got mm-hmm.
0: beat. No, they got beat by Bloomington. No, no, no. Their only loss was against uh, Bloomington, Central. My bad. Yeah,
1: they played. Mm-hmm. They played Bedford last week. I'm pretty sure. In, in or the, one, yeah, the it uh, Bloomington this... South. It was either Blo- be- be- last week was either Bedford or Bloomington South. It was one of the two. I
2: don't remember. I think it was Bloomington South. But uh, well, I know like like I told. Well, I sent TJ a snap earlier. Uh,
1: there was three IU guys at the game tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that too on one of the Facebook pages. Was well, that you to put that on there?
0: Here, let, no, uh, I commented go on it. Somebody make, else put it on there. Let's go ahead and say that we're going to make this transition. We're we're going to start talking about local basketball now. We we've talked about the IU future and a little bit about what's going on there, so we're starting to talk about some of these high school kids so let's go ahead and transition into our last topic these high uh, these local uh well some of us local kids yeah uh <laughs> uh since we're starting to talk about romeo and a little bit of what's going on there with him we'll just go ahead and say that's our, our new topic so can continue with what you were saying <laughs>
1: I mean, I know like I know this ties back to i u but I think it was uh I'm pretty sure it was the Hunter kid for McCutcheonville did he play for McCutcheonville? They're going to regionals, and i uh I don't know if Forest Park won today or not. That's about the only local school left of in my area of i of Indiana Jasper got beat by Castle last night. So they're out. Well,
0: Castle. Does anybody know how Castle did against Evansville North? No, I, I don't either. I was kind of hoping to know the result of that, just because my college roommate is the uh, old, is the new coach of North, and so I was just wondering if anybody knew that. Um, but <clears throat> I, I'm more so wanting to talk about a little bit of local sports because there was a name last night that kept coming up over and over and over again that I would not hate to see in an IU basketball uniform next year. And that's Shawnee, That dude is a shooter. He was brought up again today. Yeah. That dude could play and and, and provide us with an outside game what we're looking for. In the first half last night against Seymour, he had seven three-pointers. Just that 16 minutes of basketball, he had seven three pointers. That is a phenomenal stat. And then I think he ended up with 10 three pointers. So uh, That's I think he can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about that, he had 21 of them in the first half, and they probably pulled the throttle off a little bit in the second half because they were up by like 30.
1: But there's a there's another local kid that's name's getting tossed around quite a bit, and he's only a freshman. Is uh, I think it's Quint Ho from Forest Park.
0: Yeah, I he's, remember hearing hearing his name.
1: He's drawn what interest is he, six, from a lot of eight? colleges. Is he
3: six
0: eight? Yeah,
1: I think so, and he's a freshman. And he's uh, he's drawn a lot of interest already, and he's only you know he's young. I think, I want to say, one of Archie's assistants, I've already watched him this year.
0: Yeah, that's, and I think he plays for Indiana Elite, am I wrong on that?
1: I know he plays for one of the Indiana teams.
0: Yeah, I think he plays for Indiana Elite, and he played up last year. Uh, t- he He played with the sophomores last year as an eighth grader, and was, very successful.
2: So That's
1: what we need uh, yeah. uh, you need a white kid.
2: Hey, hey. I was yelling at my dog. I he thought just came you were and yelling to as as. on my chair. <laughs> no, my dog just came and tried to kiss on my chair. I was like, Well you motherfucker. I thought he was chasing but, the rooster around. I did hear the rooster no, earlier. Did you hear the rooster? It's getting to be uh, dark time, you know, like Evening time here, so going in
1: Talk. yeah it's eleven thirty here and you're, you're
2: yeah
1: now it's about to it's about to be morning here, but
2: uh you know I'm just you know but uh no, I'm sitting here watching the sunset and
1: uh shorts and t shirts
2: uh, yeah, and I watched the sunset. i driving you. home from Evansville about five hours ago,
3: oh
2: <laughs> uh, well hints in this whole conversation is leading into I have no clue what's going on in Southern Indiana high school basketball besides the fact I watched Romeo Langford like last right. weekend. It, it,
0: um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this segment wasn't supposed to last forever. I just kind of wanted to talk about yeah. uh, Sean East and what he brought to the table with Romeo and honestly if these guys win the state. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be thrilled for those guys because I, I, I think they're the the best team that I've seen in a while. Um, although Floyd Central, who was the number fourth ranked team in their class, they, they played them pretty tough tonight. And they didn't have that, you know, that D1 world feeder. They were just a bunch of... Country bred, strong boys that were well coached and playing to disciplined, play together.
2: disciplined basketball.
0: Exactly, I, you know. I mean, they had that's what they were, and and that's that's going to be a big that's going to be a big factor in if they make it a state or not. Because if they come across some athletic kids that are well coached, they're going to be done because they're they're star heavy on two guys, and that's it.
3: So
0: that's oh, my take yeah, on. Like- on, uh, new that offense. happens a <laughs> lot
1: though, and in Indi- you know, as far as Indiana basketball is concerned, you get one team gets a big star, and then there are a couple of big stars. The other players, the, the other players forget
2: haunt. how to. The other, play- yeah, the other players on the team don't know how to just take over the game because they never have to. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, you know, old so boy's fucking. You know, he's get yeah, he's a D one. You know, all star, great, awesome player, but you know, the other team said you know what, he's the going elders. to beat us, we're going to make the other but four beat us. It's all mentality
0: at that point. Like, well, You yeah. can't let one person break down your whole team.
1: But you know how it yeah. is. You get players. But you that see it a lot. They rely on that one player to pull them out of a hole or do something to get the crowd back into it or get the team motivated. and They rely on that one guy to do that because he's known for that already.
2: Agreed. Uh, but and it, but, and it's a mental thing too. It's like, oh man, our best players get shut down. We can't do anything against that. No motherfucker. You know, like, yeah, this is 15, your time to shine. You know, like, like, what, take
1: it. Romeo only had seventeen points against Floyd Central.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was a low-scoring game, and the two of them, East and him, kind of distributed the ball very well. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to shut down one player, you've got to have another player that can contribute, and New Albany has that.
3: You know, if if you well, shut
0: down two players, if you're trying to shut down two players, then you're leaving a, another person wide open somewhere. Or you know, a lane open or something. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I live in Indiana, so I don't know a whole lot. Of, and I I don't even know a whole lot of local basketball anymore because I don't stay in touch a whole lot with it besides the big names.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I just want to kind of talk on that Yeah. and let you guys, you know, we're trying to follow Romeo a little bit, see where he goes, what he's doing Romeo. in his final year. Not well.
1: don't Going back to so, future, another there is a second scholarship open for next year too. Wait, that's since Curtis Jones transferred, so there's another slot that he could fill if he wanted to get Romeo to come with with East. I,
0: I would not hate that at all. I would because that kid can shoot. <laughs> I, well, I've seen it. I've seen it in person. I've seen it on TV, and I mean, it's just such a such a uh, mechanic that is just so smooth, and he he's a pure shooter. You can clearly tell.
1: Word is, Archie's also looking for a transfer. That uh yeah he went and watched a Vincennes player play the oh other boy
2: Vincennes. Hey, I got a question with that too. I mean, you guys are close you guys are all close to Vincennes and I went there for a little bit. Um, and when I went there, and I'm not going to say the year to date me very well. But uh, Sean Marion uh,
3: was
2: there. Sean Sean Marion was there, and, uh, <laughs> Tyrone Nesby was there.
1: Nesby, and, uh, I remember that name.
2: And those guys, I mean, I mean, they were, I mean, going to Vincent's basketball. They were back on this whole Southern Indiana thing, you know. Going to Vincent's basketball was a good thing. I mean, it was fun to watch. They played awesome basketball. They were. Well, they were the uh, they All were country. well coached, and they were they were the top of the NJ what is it NG, NJCAA, NJ
1: NJCAA National yeah.
2: Junior College yeah the NJCAA they were the top they were always there was always at the top five of that and it was just it was awesome and there was always big time coaches there there was always this going on it was I mean it was fun is is Vincent still like that
1: I know when I went there a couple years ago they still were but. I guess it's been five years now, but I don't know if they are in the last couple years or not.
0: I I think they're always one of the at least you know good basketball contributors in the in JCC. Yeah,
3: um,
2: I mean they're always fun to go watch, and I you know and I remember you know I got to my my, one of my best friends when I was in college there was uh, the starting point guard for their team and. You know he was good, but uh, that's how I got to meet Sean. And he was actually in my my history class. And he's a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> didn't matter <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean, I mean, I I did some homework. For, helped him out with some homework and shit. You know, with that I got to you know because I played pickup with him and shit like that all the time. And uh, hmm. yeah, I mean he's a good dude. He's actually a pretty chill dude. It's fun, but. I just wanted if uh, uh JU is still the same, or BU is still the same way. He's name dropping yeah. over here. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. He's like,
0: yeah, I
2: held his jock
0: for him.
2: So we yeah, I did. I might have powdered it once or twice. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was a good time. I mean, like, I remember those times, and it was fun, but, uh, but like I was saying, like it was awesome back then. When I went there with this, the, the level of play that they had, you know, and they were top of their air, you know, arena they were allowed to play in. Oh, and they've really always nice. had good kids. Yeah, I guess they always had the kids that just couldn't make the grade to play actual straight NCAA. So they came there and got their grades up before they went to the u n l b or whatever back then you know to to go actually get looked at looked at but one well, the nice thing about going
1: to a junior college is you can go if you don't think you're up to that standard, you can go there for a couple of years and transfer without having to lose a year of eligibility because it's a two year school,
2: yeah. Because that like that, that was Sean's reason why he went there was because like he had like a one point three GPA or some shit like it was horrible before he got there, and he went there and just to get his GPA up to get over to uh, say you know, but uh, there's another kid on the team too that was good and I think he ended up on the for like a year, and I can't remember his name, but uh. <laughs> Well,
3: yeah.
0: all right. So
2: I just I just uh, wanted, I just wanted to ask
0: that question. Let's just talk in local sports a little bit. Um, we we'll kind of we've been at this for about an hour and a half. We'll go ahead and close it out. You guys have any closing thoughts, any final thoughts, or anything?
1: Well, I think the Hoosiers' uh, future looks bright with the coaching and even the recruits that are in in the waiting for next year, with or without Romeo. And the Colts' future is looking up with Luck getting healthier and the higher traffic we got this year to be yeah, able to get the higher talent, at least early. So I yeah, think just I just as, far as, Indiana sport, as far as Indiana sports are uh, concerned, they're uh, looking up even for the Pacers, you know, with all the Depot playing good and the rest of the, you know, yeah, rest of yeah, the I, Indiana I, stuff is looking good.
0: Kind of talk about the Pacers. I know, was like, you know, one of our last conversations we had, we've had some, you know, Cap was talking about how uh, the Pacers are just going to be horrible. And here we are, we're over 500 coming down the stretch here in March. And very well uh, a uh, tournament contender. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Eastern basketball. So uh, I agree with you with the with the Hoosiers and the Colts as well. So all very valid points. Uh, great final thoughts. Uh, rp three, what do you got?
2: Um, shoot, I had an idea in my head and I I just lost it. Um, <laughs> it's the rooster. That's what it is.
0: That's what it is.
1: Yeah,
2: that's what it is. You guys hear the rooster?
0: I do yeah
1: <laughs> he
2: did Heather rooster yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's pretty cool except for at five thirty six thirty in the morning <laughs> he's not very cool but uh he he really likes to hang around my house and he's got a little buddy, actually, I don't know if he's a buddy, he's like a competition that hangs out about a couple of houses down, and they like to have a little competitions going on in the mornings about who can throw the loudest <laughs> or whatever but uh, yeah but um, but uh. That's the, that's the thing about IU, or about, uh, living out here, and they got, they got chickens just everywhere, man. Just roaming, like, straight cats. And. Uh, but, uh, other than that, no, I was gonna say, you know, the pace of basketball, I'm really looking forward to. Oh, yeah, so what I was wanting to say. So this, this week, LeBron hit 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. Right. That's that's pretty a, impressive. That's pretty, that's pretty freaking impressive at fifteen years in the in the NBA. Right. And uh for a power forward to have eight thousand assists and be third third. He ranks third right now in assists in the in the league, right? So
0: yeah. Do you that right? I, I'm yeah. uh, sure that's accurate.
2: For a power forward, I mean, and that just, I just want to say that in the like, with uh, saying that is, uh, that we want to, we want to talk and also try to say who's better, Michael or, or LeBron. And I, I feel like you can't because they're two different players, man. They're, I right. Mean, they play two different positions. Enough. They play two different styles. And we two can't, they I mean, just, and we should just sit back and, and relax enjoy watching it. greatness yeah. and, and enjoy watching greatness. And uh, I'm tired of hearing everybody say LeBron sucks, you know, because, like, he doesn't, obviously. You know, you, you wouldn't have those stats if he sucks. Right. Yeah, and the reason Absolutely. everybody's dogging him for having
1: to get other superstars with him, you have to when you're playing a team like the Warriors that have four – could be hall of famers in the future on the team. Right. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not like he's and it's not like he's playing the freaking yeah. s- the Suns every game. Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All all valid points. Uh so you, you guys um, kind have of wrapped up know. all of my thinking as well. Um, you know, I definitely agree. I like you IU basketball is, is, has been great places with Archie and and our future recruits uh Pacers are are doing great things and I love seeing Oladipo back in Indiana getting the the praise Hell yeah. and, the, and the fanship he deserved. Uh you know I took my son to I took my dad and my son to a Pacers game uh last weekend and it was just a phenomenal atmosphere and, and a great a great spectacle event. Um uh, so Pacers basketball's doing well. Uh football has me excited uh with the new coach uh top draft picks, and again our quarterback healthy again and again with this uh local basketball thing i mean it's, it's a phenomenal thing to see uh indiana kids you know just doing really well and uh You know, the fact that we're grown ass men talking about where an 18 year old is going to spend the next year of his life is just a phenomenal thing for me to think about. Um, But yet, we still are, you know, on the edge of our seat trying to figure out where he's going. Uh, It's just a fun thing to do, you know, like you see so much talent, you you want to see him do well. And I I think we all clearly kind of think the same way like, we just want to see this kid do well. and the fact that it's coming out of Indiana just mm-hmm. makes it that much sweeter.
3: So <clears throat> other
0: all right. than that, man, that that that's uh, all I got. If you guys have anything to, to talk about, have, have mm-hmm. something I've said uh go ahead.
1: Go US curling.
0: No. <laughs> US curling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we did we didn't do a show for the Olympics uh a little disappointing i
1: uh, was just making the, the mcafee show yeah
2: <laughs> we got to start we got to start doing some uh maybe trying to get some saturdays in here you know just right uh, yeah try to i know her, we trying to get our show and website going again that's for sure uh i'm gonna get this this posted out i'll, I'll probably
0: drop this podcast on monday uh, and then I, I, I agree. I think maybe a Saturday show, and then I'll drop the show on Monday. That that might be our uh, best bet. We can get perk, uh, get him to quit being such a sissy. And uh, Adam, he's up in or, uh, he's up in
2: Indianapolis every weekend. Yeah, so.
0: Hilly he, he can't be hanging drywall for the rest of the year.
2: So <laughs> we all, well, well, we all, we all saw that he was said he was all in.
0: Yeah. Well, he I said he was in, and then apparently he's got a drywall his whole entire uh, property or something. I don't know. What's wrong
2: no, he when he
1: tore that. Yeah, when he tore that wall out, he tore the wall out going to the upstairs out of his kitchen. So
2: he had a, he was doing that today. Ah, uh, Okay. Well uh, yeah. He needs we'll, to plan more appropriately.
0: We'll get back into the swing of this. Uh I think this episode's gonna be a great one for the listeners. Uh you know, we'll we'll start dropping some more stuff on Facebook, Twitter, and uh and uh Instagram. We'll get back into it. Uh, it's been a crazy past couple months, you know I mean? My daughter was born, we're getting back into the swing of things. Uh Hilly's getting married, got a kid coming I, I know M-, M M Squared has a kid that's, you know, probably what, like eight months, ten months now?
1: Eight months? Eight months, oh, I yeah. Guess so. Should be nine months been in been a couple weeks.
0: Out, yeah, I was has been out of the country, and Kirk got married, so we just had some shit going on, so we'll get her back there together, and uh, yeah, we had that,
1: I think it's that nice, nice golf, golf course experience. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, before we get any more incriminating evidence, let's just go ahead and let's all raise our <laughs> glass. Have a have a little toast here, and back to H T C getting back to what we do. And uh, y'all have a good night. Keep your uh, beer cold, and
2: uh, have a good weekend, boys. Later. All right, man. You guys, good time. Thanks. Bye.